Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Five times of going on tour. Join John Barnes, Jan Mulby, Jason McAteer, John Aldridge and Diddy Harmon live at the Empire Belfast on the 29th of August and the Academy Dublin on the 30th of August. If you are a Liverpool fan, you will not want to miss this amazing night of cheers, cheers and loads of beers. For tickets and more information, visit www.5times.co or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Five Times Tour. Don't miss out. Hi, this is Jason McAteer. This is the uh, Five Times podcast. It's our fifth one. Um, been overwhelmed by... The people who have listened in to the, to the last four, I believe um, a lot of people have enjoyed it. We're glad to glad to hear that. We're always striving to, to keep the Liverpool players, you know, coming on different ones every week with different opinions, different views, and obviously trying to do different topics. And like I say, we've been overwhelmed by the um, by the interest that we've had in the podcast. Keep listening. We're obviously, as I said, we're striving to keep them going week after week. This week, I'd like to introduce um, two players. One. Who, uh, who has played recently, uh, obviously with Steven Gerrard being in the news this week with his testimonial, uh, player who grew up with him and, and sort of played with him, come through the ranks, uh, Neil Mellor, um, he's with us today, hello Neil, and another player we've got with us today who needs no introduction, probably one of the best players um, that the world's ever seen, one of the best attacking wingers, one of my heroes, uh, player who's been there, seen it, done it, uh, John Barnes, so welcome to the two lads. I think we need to start with obviously Luis Suarez. I think he's um, obviously come out with more more stuff last night. I think we all were waiting for the backlash of of what was going to happen from Saturday. Um, coming on with Jamie Carragher, I thought it was a great decision by Brendan Rodgers. We don't know whether it was an actual cheer for Jamie Carragher or Luis Suarez, but it seems to have done the trick because it sort of the, the dust had settled for a little bit. But obviously last night he's um, he's come out now with a, a few more quotes. Um, what do you think? What do you think this is? This is done now. Well, he's obviously trying to force a move. Early on, he didn't really want to say too much, although we knew what he wanted to to, to happen. Um, he's getting more forceful. Is he going to get to the situation where he's going to take legal action, even if he has no grounds for legal action? But by doing that, will he alienate himself? In fact, by doing this, he probably has already alienated himself to the to the Liverpool fans. And regardless of whether he actually means what he says in terms of the vocabulary he's using, what he's making quite clear is that he's willing to do anything to leave Liverpool. So under those circumstances, why would they want to keep him? It's not as if it turns out that he's wrong, he can't sue them, he loses the case, and then Liverpool are going to accept him back with open arms. A, okay, even if Liverpool do accept him back with open arms and the fans love him because he's a great player, is he going to perform because he's going to be unhappy? So... Listen, this is a feature of modern football. Gareth Bale wants exactly the same thing as Luis Suarez, apart from he's going about it the wrong, the other, the, the different way, in the correct way, by saying nothing. But if Gareth Bale then doesn't get his move because he hasn't done what Luis Suarez has done, would Gareth Bale be unhappy? Would he perform? Probably still will perform because that's Gareth Bale. But with Suarez, you don't know what, what you're going to get. What? So for me, I think he, I think he has to go. What's the agreement? With, we keep in this word agreement now, don't we? Over the last couple of weeks, this seems to be. A word being branded about by by Luis Suarez and his people. What I mean, what's this agreement? Is it is it written or? Well, he's convinced it's written. It could be verbal. Verbally? It could be verbal. Yeah. But you know, when when managers speak, you know, and he's speaking to Luis Suarez, who doesn't. And I've been a manager and a player myself, and I know the way it works. Whereby managers can say, "Stay with us another year, and we'll see what happens next year." Yeah. He may interpret that as "See what happens this year. If you don't qualify the Champions League, you can definitely go next year." We don't know. We don't know. But obviously, yeah. But regardless of what it is, because I've been involved, I remember Mark Viduka back at, um, at Celtic when you know the chief executive before we had come had said to him that if you, if, if you weren't happy because he had this problem next season, you can go for four million. Now, it's not in writing. Now, although it's not in writing, Mark Viduka has no legal right to try and enforce that. But forget legalities when it comes to contracts. If a player decides that, I believe that this is what you said to me, he can't legally make it happen. However, we're talking about a player who has to go out there and perform. 
and if that player decides that he has been wrong for whatever reason and he chooses not to perform there's no way you can keep him so when talk, people talk about contracts aren't worth the paper they're written on absolutely right from a legal perspective but from a playing perspective you're going to keep a player unhappy on 100 grand a week who doesn't play who then may go away his, his value will obviously decrease if he stays for a year doing nothing so you know what do you do and then do you say I'm going to dictate who I then sell him to because if he's de- determined to go to Arsenal and no one else comes in then are they going to say we're not going to let you go lose 40 million the next year you go for 10 million or a free transfer or whatever we don't know so it's, it's a difficult one where does it leave the club I think it's so confusing all this isn't it yeah. you know, this Luis Suarez thing like you say we're all getting lost with it a bit though. the big thing is you know, how much money will Liverpool lose if, if we don't sell him because it's clear that Suarez wants to leave but Liverpool aren't going to sell him to a rival and at the moment it seems that Arsenal are the, are the only club when you say they're not going to sell him to a rival could, it be, could they be forced to sell him to, to Arsenal well, what would you do? Would you sell him to Arsenal for forty-five million, or not would you se- sell him to Madrid for thirty? Or, or, or not sell him, keep him. Like you say, unhappy. He may not be around the club, but sell him later on, maybe January or next summer at, at twenty, at a bigger loss. But you don't give Arsenal the advantage of having your player in in that race for the top four spot. I mean, you know, we talk about Gerard's testimony where he got a fantastic reception. The fans were singing his name. If his testimonial was tomorrow, they wouldn't be singing his name after after those sort of comments last night. What would you would you sell him to? Arsenal for for forty, or would you sell him to Madrid for thirty? Do Madrid want him for thirty? We don't know. Oh, if you had the option, if you had the option, I'd sell him to Madrid for thirty. But at the moment, the only option they have is Arsenal. That's the only option they have now. If they know that there's going to be another option, then fair enough. But then do you say I'm not selling to my rivals because he could win them? I mean, he could go and what, finish an above advantage, us, an advantage. Him, yeah. And then, but you know, this is business. This is this is you know, Van Persie went to Manchester United, and on other sort of sort of things. There's two ways of looking at it. The boys, there's a business way of looking at it, isn't it? Where obviously the money and the, the owners are thinking, mm. and then there's the football side. Yeah, of it, but you but know, it's difficult. To 40 million, you can buy players. That's 40 million that you can go and get two good players for 20 million, which would help you possibly. Not selling him, he's not playing. He may not be helping Arsenal, but is that helping you? Is that helping Liverpool by keeping him and not having 40 million to maybe go out and get Diego Costa or, or whoever else they want? I don't know. What do they do? Do they, do they ride it out, Liverpool, or do they sell him, take the loss, get someone in now? What would you do if you were Brendan Rodgers? Would you, would you try and do it now? Uh, well, I think it's a tough goal for Brendan Rodgers, but what I do, I do, I think these sort of comments from Suarez kind of maybe wakes up a few other clubs in Europe. You know, it's not just Real Madrid that have that sort of money that that could buy him. You know, there's plenty of other clubs in the Champions League. You know, maybe a German club or something like that. Just may think, you know what? We'll take a little punt on Luis Suarez there. Yeah, but look at Rooney. Do they send him to Chelsea? Yes, they do if they offer the right money, because they know he's going to be disruptive. Rooney's on a lot of money. And you're selling him to one of your main rivals. You talk about from us, from Liverpool to Arsenal, from Chelsea, Man United to Chelsea. Under these circumstances, where you've lost your manager, Chelsea Mourinho's back. Not that you're virtually handing him the title, but you recognise that this is what football. This is the modern football. You know, the fans will say, "Don't sell him, put him in the reserves, keep him forever." You know, don't, you know, pay, don't pay his wages. That's not. That's not what happens. And clubs have to understand that. Is it? Is it a detrimental way? What Luis Suarez is doing to himself, acting the way he is. Do you think it could have an adverse effect? Could you, if you were a manager looking in from Europe, maybe thinking, like he's, you know, he's coming out with all these quotes. I give, I give absolutely everything last year, and Liverpool haven't honoured the agreements and the things he's coming out and saying. Do you think owners and managers are looking at that and thinking he's a handful this player? Not at all. Not at all. Everyone, because the, because the the, the the demands for success are such that everyone's willing to take a chance on a great player. And all managers, you know, until you until you are experienced enough to know you're not going to change your one, they'll think, oh, when he comes here, he'll be happy. He had his problems before he came to Liverpool. He had his problems at Ajax. Liverpool signed him. And, and, and you would always do that. Plus the fact that I think that, in many respects, he's over-exaggerating, A, how happy he is, A, the relationship with Liverpool, sorry, B, and C, what Liverpool has actually promised him. Now, he's doing this to try and get a move. If he could have got the move by just saying, oh, well, you know, I'm, I like Liverpool, but it's time for me to go, and forward, I'm just being very nice about it, and Liverpool sold him, then it would have been fine. So now I think he's over-exaggerating it. Unfortunately, that's what you have to do to force a move. I like to say the saga's dragged on. If he'd have said at the end of last season, listen, giving it everything this season, not finishing the Champions League, I'm 26, I've got to be playing the Why Champions League. He? If he'd have said that at the start of the summer, I think, I think we'd, have, we'd have all probably respected that. But the we fact would have respected it, but they would have sold him. If you just come and say, listen, you know, you said it could go, but they're going to go no, and you'll go, okay, then I won't kick up a fuss. They would not have sold him. Yeah. Absolutely not. You have to do what you do to force time. a move. Yeah, yeah. I think another thing that's coming out about is the way Liverpool PR-wise have, ha- have handled this situation. Obviously, they took a lot of criticism over. Funny enough, the Suarez incident with Evra, um, you know, the way the club handled things there and obviously Manchester United being involved in that as well and, you know, the, everyone talks about the way the two clubs handled it. Liverpool really come out with bad PR over that and bad press. 
you know, now, you know, with all these quotes coming out about Luis Suarez, quotes such as, um, I don't think the supporters are angry. Well, firstly, do you think they are? <laughs> um, I think they understand the player. Do they understand? Um, when he has ambition to triumph at the highest level, I was a, I was a long time at Ajax without playing many games in the Champions League. I'm not going to another club to hurt Liverpool. Um, obviously, quotes that are, are going Liverpool and, and looking for a response for him. Do you think they've handled this really well as a PR exercise more than anything? Well, Liverpool have handled it as well as they can. What can they do? Liverpool are saying the right noises. Suarez is a Liverpool player. We want him to stay. The fans love him. Brendan Rodgers is still being supportive of him, saying he's got a bad foot. That's why he's not with us. He's, you know, so they are supporting him because they want him to stay. The problem that you have, and once again, this is a feature of modern football. In the old days, listen, stay? of course they want him to stay. If they want him to stay if he's going to perform. Yeah, but you they want Luis Suarez as you to stay before. That's an unknown quantity, isn't it? An it? So what you did? Well, they still because hopefully they may be thinking if we still say we love him and we want him to stay and that kind of thing that maybe he will turn. That's what they're hoping for. But Jason, how often have you been with managers? And he's talking about promises that were made to be by the manager. How many times has the manager said to you, said to me, said to players in the past, um, "Yeah, you're going to play. Yeah, I'm going to do this," and then he doesn't do it. And he even goes to the press and says, yes, this player, blah, X, Y, Z, we support him, we love him. But the difference is that although you know, and I know when we play, that what the manager's gone to the press and said about us in terms of their relationship with us may not be true. We would never then go to the press and say he's a liar because he told us this, he told us that. We'll just say to each other privately, I can't believe he's gone to the press and said that. But we would never go outside to the press and tell the truth. Yeah. Well, are Liverpool being a bit transparent then? Are they well, trying to keep the moral high ground? Here, well, so exactly. So what Suarez has done is then to say... What Suarez has done is then to say that Brendan Rodgers promised me this. Now we don't know whether he did, we don't know whether he, whether that's true or not. However, we know in the past that managers have always, and they have to do that. You know, you can't tell a player the truth. You're going to tell a player, listen, he's better than you, that's why I'm playing, because you're rubbish. You know, he's got to say, well, you know, he's only playing because, you know, you, you've got a bad toe, or I'm trying out a different system, which you know, it's rubbish. No, but then, but, exactly. The system, the yeah. system one. But you'll, never go, but you'll never go to the press and say, the manager told me this, so therefore he's got to follow through with it. Whereas that's what Suarez has done. So he's left Liverpool open because Liverpool can't come and then... So what they've done from a PR point of view is they've done the right thing. But unfortunately, as again, a feature of modern football, nothing to do with Liverpool Suarez. You know, OK, Gareth Bale. It's interesting if the last two days comes and, and Gareth Bale hasn't gone. I bet you're going to see Gareth Bale coming out and saying a lot of things then. You, you know, if, if he wants to go. If he wants to go to force it through, he would have to. But at the moment, he's actually not saying anything. But this is just modern football. You've obviously been around the, the modern dressing room. How do the players... I listen to Barnsley. Barnsley <laughs> just, <laughs> it should be Keep a politician, it, it's, just, it? it's just interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to be an assistant manager too. <laughs> um, what's the modern dressing room now? How do, they, how do they take this kind of player now? I mean, in our day, we probably... Didn't really happen much in our day, did it? This kind of scenario. But how do the players look at him now? And if he come back into the dressing room now, obviously he was late on tour because of the Confederations Cup. He comes and meets you pre-season after everything that's been said. His agent's piped up. You've seen the interviews in Uruguay. Obviously, this has just happened. But well, let's let's talk about this has happened last night. He walks into the dressing room tomorrow. You're off today. He comes in tomorrow. How, how do you feel? Do you want him out? Do you want him to stay? Do you try and persuade him? What do you do? I don't know. I mean, you look at Stevie. I mean, he's like a figurehead of the squad, isn't he? The skipper and everything. Like, what does he say? What are you saying, Louis? Do you know what I mean? What are you saying there? Because his interview after the after his testimonial was interesting, wasn't it? Without naming him, he kind of went round the houses to say like he needs to sort himself out. Yeah. Well, well, I was in the players' lounge after the the yeah. testimony, and Suarez was in there with his family. You know, if, if I'm thinking a player's that desperate to leave would his family be there supporting he'd be in and out of the ground as quick as possible yeah but the thing about it when you talk about the players response these are, these are different times you know so Steven Gerrard as you say is a stalwart in Liverpool He's a, he identifies with Liverpool for the other players are they you know is it like you know you've disrespected my club this is my club do the players feel that this is their club I don't think the players there do Stephen did and Jamie Carragher did but the rest of them don't really feel this is Coutinho going how can you say this about my club who is there who's been there long enough who really identifies with Liverpool as a club and that's the problem in modern football, you're never going to get the gigs as the Gerrards who will then identify with a club whereby if a player steps out of line, you can say, hey, this is our club, Liverpool or, or, or Manchester United, Chelsea. There's no players yeah, there where anymore. Where I'm coming from is like the players might be thinking, fair enough, Suarez, you've had a great season, you scored yeah. a lot of goals and that. But at the end of the day, you ain't done it on your own. Like we've pulled our finger out as well. You've took a lot of the accolades but and a lot of the headlines. Who has caused that situation? We have. The fans have. We did it with Gerard and Torres and Stephen Fine. Absolutely, because we have we have given them so much praise, so much praise. We've we've overemphasized how important they are. That we have empowered them so much that even and I use Fernando Torres as an example. Fernando Torres felt that the reason why Liverpool were doing well 
is because of him and Stephen. Yeah. So when if you get overpowered in that respect, what then happens is when the club doesn't do well, you don't take responsibility for when you lose. And the fans don't blame them when they lose. So what the fans say is that, Stephen and Fernando, you're brilliant. Then when they lose, they say the rest of the players aren't good enough. It's not you. And if you buy into that, what will then happen is look at Torres' last year and you look at what's happening now at Chelsea when he's not performing. Because for one season at Liverpool, in his own head, he was convinced, I'm not playing badly. The rest of the players are rubbish. But when I go to a better team like Chelsea, I'll show what I can do. And did he know? So he didn't take responsibility. And that's what's happening with Suarez. Suarez now feels that, as you rightly say, if I was a player, I'd think, well, why do you think you're the one... If you're a player who didn't get us into the Champions League, you take responsibility for that. But what he's saying is that I did my part, the rest of them aren't any good. And that's what we have caused. And we have to stop doing that. We have to stop overemphasizing players. So therefore, Messi comes. Messi, after six months, saying, oh, it's no good. Go away, Messi. We don't want you. You need to empower all the players. How would have they done when Gerard and Torres or Gerard and Suarez didn't play? Because other players take responsibility. Mm. Other players show their worth. And you have to allow other players to show their worth. I think that's quite interesting, isn't it? You know, like you say about Suarez, 30 goals last season. So what you're saying is possibly if he did go to Arsenal, we're saying using Arsenal as an example, would Arsenal get the same out of him as Liverpool? Because would their supporters give him the same sort of hype we Not did last season? The players, because they played a different way. We played for Louis. Louis could do what he wants. Get the ball on the byline, dribble around five and score. And if he dribbled around four and lost it, we wouldn't say, Louis, what are you doing? He gave the ball away at least 50% of the time, I can mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. Now, at Arsenal, Wenger's going to do that because everybody plays their part. So he will not go to Arsenal and have the same impact at Liverpool because you have other players there who will show their worth. They're not just going to go give it to Lou every time he gets it. Where's that what we have done? That's what we did yeah. with Torres. That's what we're doing with him. And for Liverpool and Brendan Rodgers, we have to get away from, we need Luis Suarez, we need Steven, and without them, we can't perform. I'll just say, if you listen to this podcast on slow motion, John will make sense. Um, he, his voice does slow down, so you will understand what he's saying. Uh, all right, just to move away. Oh, and another thing is Liverpool, I think on a positive note, just to finish on the squad, is Liverpool, for as long as I can remember, have always got in decent strikers. You know, we've had Keegan, Toshak, we lost them. We've got Daglish, Beersley, we lost them. Billy Little. He was all right. We lost him. Um, Fowler, Owen, they, you know, they all depart, but we always seem to... To find a striker, don't we? When Torres left, we were all yeah, worried. Yeah, I mean, the Torres one, he got 30 goals and replaced him with Suarez. And again, we will replace him with somebody, whether it's Diego Costa, whether Aspas is the man who turns out, I don't know, but he will be replaced. Is there any chance he can stay, finally? Yeah, <laughs> because of this wording in the contract. You know, he's, he's missing six so games. Legally, he can stay. Morally. It's just, like it's, it's just so confusing. I just think there's going to be so many twists and turns. And Still? Yeah, I do. I just think it's still a lot. It's in the hands of the lawyers a lot now. All right, let's let's say he's going to go. Looks like he's going to go. Who um, who do we get in? The window's closing. We're running out of time. Liverpool, obviously, no Champions League football. What kind of player do you attract? Let's say, for argument's sake, that the, it's forty million. What, what do you do with that? Well, if you look at the players that they have attracted in terms of the, the, his, his 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 method, his philosophy, there's the Aspasis, these young players yeah. who are coming through now, good. But then we have to go and make a. I think Diego Costa would be a good signing if they're after him because you know he's a big, strong player. I think he'd be suited to the English Premier League. Not a typical Coutinho type Brazilian, but he's strong. And we look at it a bit lightweight. You know, if you look at the squad that we actually have, the team. Yeah, I mean, physically, small, they, yeah. physically. Whereas he's a big, strong, physical boy. I would have loved it to have been Soldado, but he's going to Tottenham. But what you can do with that forty million, I believe, is get three players for you know 16 million you know 15 million each whatever it's going to be type of thing three good players you know because now people talk about Tottenham and Gareth Bale going for 100 million if you get Soldado you get Paul Nino and you buy another couple of players with supplement that with what you have then they won't necessarily miss Gareth Bale with Gareth Bale what do they do they still didn't finish fourth so it's not as if that they'll be any weaker and okay we'll miss Suarez but if we can get three good players because Liverpool's problem is they always relied on one or two just players to, just to clear up your you good player what you're saying there is it are you talking about three players that we? I mean, Aspas, we didn't really know about him, did we? You know, only yeah, you yeah. know, Coutinho, we didn't really know about. Yeah. They are unknown quantities. Aspas are you talking a, about Aspas three? Are, yeah, Aspas is not a twenty million player. I'm talking about ready-made players who have done uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Liverpool are at that stage now? They should be buying them players rather Absolutely. than the Aspas rather than squad players, players yeah, yeah. yeah, or players who can supplement what they have. But, yeah. but Costa is he going to leave Atletico Madrid to? Who's in the Champions League to come to us? I, I know we're a big draw, but we're not in the Champions League, and, <laughs> and they are. That, that's the big thing. But, and there's going to be big pressure on Aspas at the start of the season because um, obviously with Sturridge probably being injured for the start of the season Suarez probably going and, you know, we need to start well this season yeah. didn't start well last season so there's going to be big pressure on him so there's like two weeks now to try and bring someone in to try and ease that pressure and like I say it needs, to, it needs to be a big name but attracting a big name most of them are in the Champions League yeah. and he's trying to bring them to Liverpool and we're not in Europe this but season but Costa is not a big name 
You know, he's just started playing for Brazil. He's in the Champions League, granted, with Atletico Madrid. Yeah. How much money do you think he's on there? Liverpool can pay him three times that much. Yeah. So, yes, we're in the Champions League. Is he going to stay in the Champions League with Atletico Madrid? Not have a good season. They get knocked out of the Champions League. Then he misses his chance to go to a big club and earn three times as much playing in the Premier League. So, we can't attract the top players who are playing for Barcelona and Real Madrid and, and you know, AC Milan or teams like that. But while, yes, they're in the Champions League, it's like Malaga are in the Champions League, but they're selling their players when they were in the Champions League. So, I, I think that's one we could get. Do you think there's still a danger signing players from Europe that the Premier League is this physical league, isn't it, as opposed to Spain and Italy? Would you not really meet you, for instance? Would you, you know, he's had a really good season. Obviously, Benteke's signed a deal, but I'm sure 40 million you could prize him maybe away. Would you rather go for a player that's done it in the Premier League rather than an unknown quantity like Hulk? Got to be honest, the player I'd like to see. I like Benteke a lot last season, but Lukaku. Do you know? I know he's yeah. at Chelsea, but what a player he was last season. Would you take Tolis back. No, I wouldn't. I'd take Lukaku. I think he's he's a player that's going to be absolutely awesome in years to come. And even if you just get him for a, possibly a loan with the view, I don't know whether Chelsea would sell him to us. But he's a player who's done it in the Premier League last season at West Brom, who weren't a great side, you know, an average mid-table side. And I think if we could get someone like that, I think he would add real quality for us. Any names, Dick? Well, of course, you mentioned Lukaku there, but Lukaku won't come. He's happy at Chelsea, although he may go out on loan again, and he won't go on loan to Liverpool. I can tell you, Mourinho is not going to put him on loan. Yeah. Mourinho may like him. He's like Drogba. He may give Torres another year to see, but have him there. I'm surprised if he goes on loan. I think he'll stay at Chelsea. Maybe he'll start off on the bench, but as I say, whether he will come. Benteke has just signed a deal. He won't come. But what I'm saying is you look at players like that, because they're out there. You know, when you're talking about who can we attract, and if you're a European scouts are doing their job, there will be good players out there. As we've seen with Benteke, we've seen out there. Lukaku, when he first came, and to come to Liverpool for that kind of money and the salary they'll pay, considering you're not going to get the Messi's and the Ronaldo's and the you know the, 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 the top players around the world that there are and it's not a bargain because if you're paying 15 minutes it's not a bargain but at that price particularly coming from Europe why you can't sign players from England really is because that, that that's sh- ships already sailed <laughs> you know because everybody else is signing the best players from around the world unfortunately not that I agree with it you have to go along those lines but, but what about like Ibe and Sterling two young players coming through the academy is that going to hamper their development knowing that they are going to be bringing in big name players sort of replacing like even Aspas we'll probably see him playing out wide a little bit this season maybe even Barini I mean obviously Barnes someone who's played in that position what sort of advice would you give to to a younger player like that who's thinking that's been I want to play that's been happening for the last six, seven, eight, nine years no matter what good young players you have in your academies coming through at the very very highest level are they going to be given an opportunity who has Manchester United brought through into that, in, in that circumstance who has, who has Chelsea brought through who have any other top teams brought through so while he's saying it's hampering their progress it is hampering their progress and that's not good for English football but we're talking about Liverpool and Liverpool's success so if you look at what's happening with the English national team which is different they're being stifled because these young players aren't being given opportunities so are you going to say we're not going to sign a player because let's stick with IB and let's stick with, 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 with Sterling well, for, the, for the next two or three years I'd be quite happy to do that but then it's going to take us even longer to get not, we seem to be seeing the same thing aren't we like season in season out now at Liverpool where they're not getting Champions League football the players who have done really well are now piping up and using Champions League as an excuse oh I want, I want Champions League football we've seen it with Torres now we're seeing it with Suarez are we just in a vicious circle here? Well, is it just going to happen again next year? Maybe, sign, maybe we sign Costa. Well, with Coutinho, what happens with Coutinho? He's probably going to be, if he stays fit, Another player of the season. Yeah. You know, what's he going to say? Another season, season next season well, if we don't get Champions yeah, But the problem you How have is because we've only had one or two players who've been able to say that. It's always been Torres or Suarez. Gerard, on the different circumstances, he could have been one who could say that because he's a great player, but he hasn't. But apart from those three, who else can say, I believe I can go to a bigger club? Which other player in the squad can say, I believe I can go to a big up. They're not any. They're not many. So what we have to stop doing is either buying great individual players and have two superstar players rather than saying we have six or seven very, very good players. So if one goes, we can, it doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt us. And that is why, for me, if you look at Tottenham and Tottenham squad and what they have and then bringing in Soldano, Paulinho, and they're going to bring in one or two others with the Lennons and the players they actually have there, the Dembele's, that they can quite easily say, if Gareth Bale goes, we can, that's not, we can, we can, we can still compete. Whereas Liverpool, at the moment, we can't say that. Good point what he made about Gerard there. You you know him very, very well and obviously played with him and come through come through with him. What makes him different than what's going on with Suarez and Torres? Why has he stayed? Well, I think he knows the club a lot more. You know, he's obviously a lot more passionate about the club. He come through the youth system. You know. Are the English different mentality? Are we looking at here and Well, when he said different mentality, we have an identity and affiliation with the club. If Steven Gerrard went to Milan twenty um, ten years ago yeah. and um, 
Maldini was yeah, a left back. Can I get an yeah. back as well? Oh, yeah, but if, and then Maldini saying, I'm staying at AC Milan, and they weren't winning anything. And Steven Gerrard, after two years, says, I've come from England, I have no affiliation with AC Milan. Now Real Madrid want me. I'm going to go. Whereas Maldini will be saying, No, 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 because this club is my soul, it's my heart. So it's not because they're English, it's because he has an affiliation with this particular club. You know? Yeah, but so is Torres. Torres grew up. I mean, not being Gosh. funny, Robbie Keane. <laughs> Robbie Keane, every club he played for, he supported as a kid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he had every shirt. Torres grew up. Sign for Celtic. I was a Celtic fan when I was younger. All the Sign for Tottenham. I had a Tottenham shirt when I was six. <laughs> Torres was a Liverpool fan. I, I, interviewed J- I interviewed Jamie Carragher, and what I found interesting, a remark he said, he, he didn't know of anybody that had come in for him. He doesn't know anybody that fancy taking him away from Liverpool do you find that hard to believe well, I remember being in, in the canteen with him it must have been early pre-season one time I think we just signed Finn and there was a couple of players in it, and he was out of favour at the time and he, and he, he was mentioned that, yeah. he was actually thinking you know, I might have to leave him yeah, to yeah. get a few games and he was obviously he knuckled down after that and got himself in the side left back right back centre half Karen, you know, he's ended up being one of the greatest but at that time I remember the doubt in his mind thinking that was a possible a period where he could have left, but he said, "No, I'm going to I'm going to knuckle down and make sure I get back in the side, wh- whatever yeah. position it is." And you know, do other players not have that sort of mentality to have a setback of someone coming in the position thinking, "Well, I'll just leave." Whereas Kara's got that right. like, different mentality. And it's funny, it's but funny that, isn't where, it? But leave- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. To go where? Well, it's funny because you, what I'm just going to go on there is like, the, as footballers, we always seem to find out whether there's someone in. So you mentioned it yesterday, Real yeah. Madrid, didn't you? Steven Gerrard's come out a couple of weeks ago and said Bayern Munich, you know, as, as I think it was as short as last year, fancied him, didn't they? So you always do find out the whispers about who's coming on. Carra said he never heard a yeah, thing. Yeah, but look. Where is Carra going to go from Liverpool? Are Real Madrid going to sign Carra? Manchester United. Well, we talk Liverpool. about Carra as being possibly one of the best. How come Absolutely. he's? How come he's not? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. But the point not? I'm making. The point I'm making is Jamie Carragher is not a Steven Gerrard, Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen. Jamie Carragher is a very, very, very good player. Don't get me wrong, but he has yeah. worked hard for everything he had. And the point I made. You talk about IB and um, and Sterling. A young Jamie Carragher now at 15, 16 would not make it into Liverpool's first team. Because Jamie, as you say, he they took his time with him. He st- stuck around in the reserves, yeah. and, and then he got into the first team at a time when you needed Jamie Carragher on the side. Now, Jamie Carragher is a young 15-year-old boy coming through now. He's signing the best players from abroad, and he haven't got time to wait. He will leave, and he'll go and play for a lower division team. So for Jamie to say that no one coming in for him, I'm sure there would have been clubs who would have wanted Jamie. Maybe they may not have been Arsenal or, or Manchester United. However, why would Jamie even worry about going anywhere else who, who isn't as good as Liverpool? Yeah. You know, so... It, 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 that's why for me he's the biggest role model in English football Jamie Carragher because what he's achieved being a very very good player not that he's ever overachieved but he's maximised the potential he had that's what Jamie Carragher did and Liverpool is the completely right club for him and that's obviously one of the hardest things as a young player to do to maximise that potential because if you do obviously a club like Liverpool you are going to make it in the first team but what you're saying there Barnes is it, is it a case of young players we're going to see less and less coming through then because Liverpool a club like Liverpool are just going to buy players rather than have the patience because nowadays you have to be immediately up to up, up to the standard otherwise you have to go out on loan like we saw with Tom Mintz he had to go out on loan he's done well for himself there but 
you know, these young players, I, I mean, Ibe, I mean, he's he improved so much last season. I just think I want to see a little bit of him this what season. Gonna see, what are you going to see, Neil? Is you're going to see, they still need him because from the European quota point of view, you're going to have the young homegrown players in your squad for Europe. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of them who will be on the fringe of the first team and be in and around the first team, play now and again. But in terms of them coming through to be mainstays in the team, they're going to be very, very few and far between, unless you're going to discover another Steven Gerrard, Michael Owen, or Robbie Fowler, which is, you know, highly unlikely. What was what's the difference between you, Liverpool, Madrid, and the Suarez Liverpool Madrid? Is it because you were winning things and you were completely comfortable? Well Liverpool were the top team in the country at that particular time as well. Plus secondly, right. that if, if if Madrid came in and made a bid, yeah, and Liverpool turned it down, it wouldn't have been an issue with me at all. Would not have been an issue with me at all. I would have continued to play and that's what we've always said about the way football has changed. And I blame a lot of agents for that because you know they say to manufacture a move, you've got to be a I don't want to swear on the on the um, on, 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 on podcast, but you know, you've got to be a bit of a bad lad. If you want to manufacture a move, whereas in the old days, so many players would have gone or wanted to go, or opportunities came, and the club went, "No, you're not going." They went, "Okay, settle now. No problem. I'll play. I'll try." You know, because but the football has changed generally. So it's nothing to do with Suarez. It's to do with the feature of modern football. That's the way it is. Right. Let's move on to, to other news. Um, Stuart Downing. It's funny, really, because we sort of miss everything else, don't we? That's going on at Liverpool. Stuart Downing. There's rumour he's going to go to Newcastle. I think if you went to Newcastle, that would have been playing for Middlesbrough, Sunderland. And Newcastle, I don't know if any other players ever ever done that. He was, I was there, he come on loan. Was he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Replaced yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was when we changed when the formation. We changed the formation again, the manager played 11, <laughs> and I was 12. Uh, down and on his way, I feel sorry for Stuart in a little way, because obviously I, I know I'm playing with him as well, and he, you know, he sort of burst on the scene when he, he come on loan to us, and he went back to Newcastle, uh, to Middlesbrough, and had, had a fantastic season, got his way into the England setup. Is he a player that hasn't really reached his full potential? Well, I think all players reach their full potential. It's just that all players, it's just how good the potential is. Well, your potential or your talent is not just about your ability, it's about your mentality as well. You know, it's about your physical potential, it's about everything. So when yeah. you talk about not reaching, Matthew Letizia, everyone reaches their potential because you have to take the full package. Yeah. Now, if you could have done better, yeah, you would have been a, like when a player who's a great, quick, good in the air, strong, but he can't finish. And they say, well, you know, if you could finish, we're looking for perfection in everyone. But I feel sorry for Stuart because when he came, I thought he did well for Liverpool. He tried yeah. hard, he put crosses in. But the problem is he may not have started off well. And when you don't start off well and the fans not turn against you but don't support you, uh, you've got no chance. Because if you have two, three good games, then all of a sudden you have a mediocre game. They say, Bats, same old thing. One, it, yeah. But, you know, the crosses he put in, although they weren't being converted, because that's what he does. And Liverpool were never a team to put crosses in and score goals. But, you know, when Stuart came. But I remember looking at a, 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 a stat and he put in more crosses than anybody else. Yeah. You know, so he works hard and he does well. And he, not that he turned it around, but, you know, last year he started to do better. So I feel sorry for him because I think he did better than people give him credit for. I, I think last season as well when he scored, was it at home to Fulham when he scored the goal and he set up Stevie. I think you can see the reaction of the players and they respected yeah, Stewie Downing. And, and to see that sort of reaction, especially from players like Stevie, shows that they rate players like that. And okay, his first season wasn't great, but last season he chipped in with a few goals and, and he got a lot of assists last season. I mean, Barnsley, where you say that they're about every player reaches his potential, like that was a big thing for me. I, I think that's one of the big things why we don't see that many young players come through because they don't reach that potential because they have that many knockbacks was his price tag was his price tag difficult for him I mean 20 million it may have been but I don't think that he would have played any better had he been 5 million I mean when you don't reach your potential obviously if you get injuries if you get injuries you're not going to make you know but I don't think he suffered that much with injuries you know Um, I don't think the price tag and for me you give give effort you give commitment you show the right desire and he gives 100% he has I think he's been very good and I would keep him I'd like, to, I'd like to see him stay. Stuart Downer, I would like to see him stay. And like We saw him left-back, didn't we, in yeah, Angie yeah. at home, in, yeah. in the Europa League and a couple of other games. Of course, out of left-back, he'd say he's not a left-back. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not a left-back, but he's willing to do he's whatever the manager asks him. And they're talking, well, they're talking about five million to Newcastle. Is that cheap? Well, he's, he's 29 now, isn't he? You know, So he's, he's getting to that point in his career where he's reaching his... 29? He's 29. Well, well, did you think it was... peak when we were playing. <laughs> no, but no, no, that's... 29 years look at they talk about Van Persie going 29 to 30 million you're not going to get a return on him so if you can get 5 million now to add to the pot for whatever plans you have in the future presumably you've got plans and that's going to add to the pot to maybe get somebody else who you know because it hasn't worked for Stuart and as much as I like him it hasn't worked for him so you know good luck to him if he leaves yeah Chase Bear and another one um, done really well at Bolton last season I think he won play the, he did the season yeah, didn't he? Play yeah, the yeah, season. yeah yeah done really really well um, back to Bolton good move for Jay well, again I think he's a player in this sort of era a young English player coming through 
probably will miss out on playing for Liverpool a lot more times than maybe in a previous era um, but last season he did extremely well he, he got tested and uh, he responded well after not being wanted at Liverpool for the season Bolton top player in the Championship will he go there again he probably will do but I'm surprised more Premier League clubs didn't come in and, and try and take a chance you know, like a Fulham or he's something he's got the experience in the Premier League hasn't he yeah, he's a very good footballer yeah. I remember when he played with Stevie in centre mid against Everton at home and we batted them 3-0 the Gerrard hat-trick I thought he was superb that night linking up with Stevie and they had a good relationship and just disappointing for him that he's going to be another young player coming through that doesn't That's really point, yeah, yeah. Um, talking about players coming back Daniel Sturridge I mean, we seem to forget about him, don't we, with all the Suarez situation going on? Is he Suarez goes? Is he number one striker? Absolutely, and so I think that, that would help him. And I think that that would help him. When we say down the middle, as much as all these players say they want to play down the middle, how often do you see players wanting to play down the middle, but they end up drifting wide and moving well, around? Yeah, so yeah, you know, those, those those days are over. Big McArthur playing down the middle. I'll take to Theo Walcott. Any player who says it's <laughs> any player, any player who says he wants to play down the middle and they're kicking up a fuss, and we've seen it. Theo Walcott, I want to play down the middle. I say play down the middle, but stay there. Yeah, big centre half coming up behind you. What does Theo Walcott do? He drifts wow. wide, drifts inside left. I said, I thought you wanted to play down the middle. So everyone talk about playing down the middle. You don't do that anymore. Who plays down the middle when Rooney plays centre forward? Does he play down the middle? Van Persie, they drift wide. So and it will suit storage. If he wants to start down the middle, fine. But when he comes short, drops it inside left, inside right, moves around with a lot of movement. That suits it. So how would them players in the past, like you say about Mick Hartford and players that are just renowned for playing down the middle, how would they have been able to play in today's game? Because it's well, just not like that. Well, they'll, lose, they'll miss lots of games through bookings. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is like that. So football has changed, obviously. Um, not that you know, big six more for Mick could drop short or go into the channels to get the ball and turn and play people through. So football has changed. But the whole idea of, I want to play down the middle now, just doesn't exist. It's a, it's a myth. You know, you see Theo Walcott who says he wants to play down the middle, but he never ever stays down the middle. You know, so and Daniel Schurz said he wants to play there for Chelsea, but when he comes to Liverpool and he starts down the middle, he drifts outside left into and he'll do the most damage by moving around. You're mentioning Walcott there, were you disappointed we didn't sign because we were linked with him, weren't we? Before yeah. he signed that new deal at Arsenal, were you disappointed that we didn't get him? No. No, I don't think that Theo Walcott would have been the answer for Liverpool. No, um, no, no, I don't think that you know, plus the fact that I, I think we could get forget about the hype and how much money he may earn and the goals he, he scored in, in, in some of the games for me if you're going to spend that money you can get for what you want I think you can get better than Theo I think interesting what you just said there I'm just looking at a quote from Brendan Rodgers last season was about on Swat on um, Sturridge last season was about educating him him he could be one of the top strikers in the Premier League. but You can only do that by making himself available. You need to throw the dice, get yourself involved in games. We've worked hard on his mentality. Is that What, what does he mean by work hard on his mentality? What I think is a Positional play? Well, what's happened is that, and if you understand what the manager wants from you, I don't know what, um, who was the manager before, um, Ancelotti, or whoever was at Chelsea with him wanted him to do. But what happens is very much like Theo Walcott. When you say to him, you know, you're playing, starting off on the right. You think you're a right winger. You think you're not getting involved. You think you're not coming in field. Does Messi play down the middle? He's a centre forward. He doesn't. He drifts in and out. I don't know any centre forward unless it's going to be like a goalman who is a big centre forward who plays down the middle. There's no team now who has a player playing down the middle. But once you get it in your head as a striker, and you know you want to be a striker, and once you get it in your head that we're playing a 4-3-3 and I'm playing on the left... Whereas the centre forward is Torres, he's playing down the middle. How often do you see Torres drift right? He's not playing down the middle. So you have to get that out of your head. And I think it became a bit of a mental block at Chelsea with Daniel Sturridge and with Theo Walcott that I'm not getting involved because I'm not playing down the middle. So what I mean by getting involved is that, yes, if you want to start on the left, start on the right, start down the middle, there's rotation of movement with the front three and you can move and get involved in different positions. Do you think this part of it, with the mentality bit he's talking about there, you know, you look at Daniel Sturridge and I thought signing Daniel Sturridge was was a really good shrewd move you know this is a player who was has come on the scene at Manchester City um, then got his big move always been fighting to be a regular number one in a team never really got there always you know sort of on the brink so his desire and the determination to get there was, was something probably that you're thinking about buying and, and you're going to get a lot, a lot out of him Sturridge if Suarez goes Sturridge all of a sudden becomes number one does he does, does that desire go and you, are you worried about that no, I think that would help him do because I think, think he nice to be at Chelsea when he realised he was playing well and he was doing well other people were getting praised he was yeah. doing well for them but he was still being 
you know, Torres was up front and he was being shunted out. Whereas if he becomes the main player, I think that that will, I think that that will help. Do you think? But that yeah, but we're talking, we've talked about a lot about fulfilling potential. Now Sturridge is at that age now where he needs to fulfill that potential. Like you say, he's, he's been at City and didn't do that well. Chelsea didn't really come through. Whereas this is his last chance to fulfill that potential. And you know, Brendan Rodgers saying there about his mentality. For me, I think that's going to be the biggest part of modern day football now. Mentality. We've seen all the the diet sort of coming through and everything and I think mentality is going to play a huge part because I think you can get more of yourself as a player if you're more mentally in tune and you're more focused about what you can achieve as a player and I think Daniel Sturridge we've seen him like reading all these sort of books and, and it is you know it is a big part of the game now and that's why we're going to I hope we're going to see him fulfill his potential in a Liverpool shirt Do you agree with Digger Suarez goes and he becomes number one that, that will be good for him he, well he, yeah he's number one he's the next one to be the number one unless we see a big name come in but he's not going to start the season when Stoke that first game of the season well once again we're not talking about him being the starting thing in Stoke we're talking about a long term situation whereby is he going to be the number one player for Liverpool yeah. and do well for Liverpool over a period of time you can't then say he plays against Stoke he doesn't do well because he's not fit and he's not the answer you know what I mean so I'm not worried about I'm not even worried about necessarily the first half of the season I'm not even necessarily worried about this season I'm not worried about I'm worried about what the future holds for Liverpool which is a long term plan to see whether they're moving in the right direction giving Brendan Rodgers time to develop that's why I like the Aspas and the you know IBM giving them time the fans have to support that rather than every year saying if we don't win this year we're not going to support you anymore because you know yeah. we've been doing that for 20 odd years so if you have a short term, this year has to be our year mentality or else we're going to turn away from you, I would say, and I said last year, give it three, four years, allow him to yeah. develop the philosophy and then we can see what's happening in the next four years. But, but what will the fans' reaction be if, if we don't start as well? You know, last season we, we, we were mid-table I don't, know, I, don't know what, I don't know what the reaction will be, but I'm telling you what it should be. If you, want us to, if you want to be successful and we look at what we have, because if you look at our team, look at our squad, minus Suarez, even with Suarez, should we be in the top four? No, we shouldn't with what we have. If you're just taking that into consideration, forget the managers. Just look at the players. Then you add the managers into the mix. Then you add the managers into the mix. You've got Pellegrini, you've got Mourinho, it was Ferguson. No matter whether Brendan Rodgers is a great manager. If you have a great manager managing better players, a great manager managing not so good players, the great manager with better players will always win. But do you think a team like Liverpool can give a manager that sort of time? Because we live in a in a, in a world now where it's immediate success. You judge on bang, you've got to be challenging for that top four. So this season... We, choose, we can choose to. We don't have. We can choose them. If the fans say we are going to support you, forget about where we. We live in an era whereby it is a short-termism and short-term mentality. But if Liverpool fans say we believe in what we're doing, so therefore we don't care what's going on in the rest of the world, see we are going to support this for yeah. the next four years. They can do it. Yeah, but the thing is, Brendan Rodgers obviously comes to the club. He had a philosophy. He had a way of playing. He implemented that. And if and I think if you if you see that and there's a truth in what he says. Then you do start believing you it. Can. You do it's give hard. him a chance. Football is very emotive, so therefore you lose a game and you go, "Oh, it's rubbish," and he started. Boo! I understand that. But if the question is, can you do it? Yes, you can if you choose to. The fans have a choice: support or no. not. And that's where we got tested last season with the frustrating results at home to Villa, at home to West Brom. Although second half of the season was much better, and yeah. we've seen that improvement. Is there going to be a little bit more inconsistency this season to get the overall? Be- better results of the future are we going to see maybe slipping up, up at home to these sort of sides again well making a point there about the squad and, and the managers and everything are Liverpool no. still short then no. with the squad this season do they need of course they are. yeah of course they are but what are they short of for you well obviously if Suarez goes with strike we need a centre back as well Torres coming which is fine we need I think we've got lots of which we've always had lots of good squad players we, yeah? we need before, main we players need, so if yeah. you get two or three main players to supplement with what we have so when you say short it's not in terms of numbers in terms of Quality. When we talk about Torres Gerard, Torres Suarez, who else have we brought in to say Torres Suarez, a C, D, and E, and then the rest of them? But we always had Torres Suarez or, or, or sorry, Torres Gerard, Torres Gerard or Suarez Gerard, and who else have we had? So what we need is we need to buy players for 20, 30 million pounds, three of them, and with everything else we have, we'll be fine. I think we need a left back, don't we? Center off. I, I thought Henrique uh, done well, by the way. He's done well. I'm not worried about the fullback position. I like Henrique. I think he can have his ups and downs. I think majority of the time he puts decent performances I think in. If you look at one player who gives the ball away the most in Liverpool shirt, it's Henrique. Do you think? Yeah. I don't mind it. I like Henrique. I think he's got a lot to offer. Well, you look at the left backs around the world when you talk about it, that's a problem you have as well because it's okay saying who do we need, but which left back are we going to get? Who's going to be better than Enrique? If you look around the world, I don't know whether Fabio Contrao is available, but what I'm saying is that what we, in terms of saying, you know, who do we need? Yeah. It's like when they say, we want to get rid of manager. Let's get rid of Arsene Wenger. Who's going to come in to do better than Arsene Wenger? Exactly. So what we're assuming is that we can go and get Roberto Carlos, which is not available, or we can get the left back from Real Madrid, but he's not available. So to say we're going to get somebody who's better, I think it's always easier 
for strikers or attacking midfield players because there are lots of quality around there that you can get but in those positions yes Enrique could be better I suppose but in terms of will you put up with Enrique to get a better attacking midfield player I would but the way Rodgers plays his, his system he puts so much emphasis on the fullbacks yeah. you know I remember he last season four, well. last season last, season, last yeah. season at, at Old Trafford well, we got beat by the fullbacks now, the fullbacks yeah. dominated the first half and that's why we were on the back foot so much and the way Rodgers plays it allows the wide players to come inside to add those bodies and, mm. and that's why I think we probably need it. Well, someone pushing him because no one's really pushing him. Jack Robinson's just gone out on loan. Glenn Johnson had to fill in quite a few games last season at left back, so we need someone at least pushing him. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's testimonial. Uh, it was a great weekend. I really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, absolutely fantastic to be part of the, the testimonial, even though we we done it at the studio. Um, you were there. Director's box. I was, I was supposed to be in the stand and got an upgrade as I was leaving obviously the stand. So, I was obviously bossing. someone couldn't make it. That. <laughs> <laughs> last ever, yeah, me. yeah Barnes. Yeah. Last, an invite. last ever testimony. <laughs> You're still waiting for your testimony, aren't you? It's okay. I'll wait. I've got another twenty years. It's Stephen. Showbiz. It's showbiz. Is Stephen Gerrard's testimonial the last ever you'll see at Liverpool? I'd love to see your testimonial. I think they should give you one. You mean you mean last? You mean um, of, of modern players? Yes, I would say so unless you're going to have you know a, a, a young lad um, okay Jay Spring's not there anymore but someone like that who's going to be a squad player who stays at Liverpool for 10 years a Martin Kelly possibly a Martin Kelly yeah. possibly yeah if he stays at Liverpool for 10 years um, but they're not they're going to be few and far between because as I say football has changed and that's why I say to fans get used to the idea of players good players average players bad players superstar players leaving your club being there for 2-3 years making a name leaving your club look at Wayne Rooney leaving Manchester United you know, so no matter which superstar player you are and how much the fans love you, there's an opportunity for you to go somewhere else. You will go. So fans, support the club. Stop falling in love with these players because they will go if the circumstance is right. So it's so important, more so now than in the past, for, for you to then say, yes, we support the players when they're here, but we believe in this club. And forget about when players start to put demands on, on clubs, either to sign players or to show them ambition. I want to be in the Champions League, as Suarez says. And some fans will go, yes, he's right, because, you know, he said, but he was part of that team who didn't get into the Champions League, so he should take responsibility, not I'm more important. So, to answer your question, no, you're not going to see many. Two players we've seen come on in that game. Uh, Jamie Carragher. Come on before Quattes as well, by the way. He came on with a nice little tan as well, didn't he? It looked like he'd been on a, a long like overdue holiday. It looked like he kept the beef off as well. Uh, someone who hadn't kept the beef off, <laughs> who come on, who's not officially retired... By the way, he's available for selection. To, yeah, he is available for selection. Um, I was going to say young Robbie Fowler, but he's not so young. What did you think? Of, what did you think of the two lads coming on? It was a nice touch. Well, you, you said in it afterwards, didn't you? His movement was special. Even then, um, <laughs> I played with him in, in Barbados, and his finishing is just still ridiculous. Right. Even though, like you say, maybe he's a little bit out of shape. From, the smaller the pitch, the better the finishing. From his from his match playing days, his match weight. But I suppose you, you just emphasises the difference these days of modern day players, how fit and how in trim they actually are. Because you know, even back in the day, I bet players were still a, a little bit heavier than than players now. They're just ultra fit and ultra professional. Kind of looked, he looked sharp, kind of, didn't he? he? Looked like he'd never been away. Well, he's only just retired, hasn't he? You know, I mean, yeah. let, let's, no see season. Well, let's see Carroll next year or two years' time. I was like that after three months after every time. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Carroll looked like Robbie? No, but I think Carroll will still train, you know. Where Carroll is, he'll go down to Bootle. You've got to keep running in Bootle, haven't you? He's doing his boxing and everything like that. Yeah. You can't like stand that. still in Bootle. <laughs> um, well, I forgot what we were talking about there. Uh, Carragher brought on ahead of Skirtle and Quattes. Um Let's talk about them two skills. You know, is Yaya Tori going to be... Because the back five has looked well, pretty once decent. again, you know, if you look at modern football, I mean, it's so strange because Skirtle and Ago, for me, were they were going to be the pairing yeah, for the next five, were, six, were, seven yeah. years. Then all of a sudden, overnight, something happened. And this is where you talk about the mentality of players. That's why managers also have to give the players the, 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 their head to say, you are, you know, because there are times the manager at times just takes everything on his own shoulders, yeah? Whereas times have to say to the players, you make these decisions. When you make the decisions for players all the time, you have a situation where Skirtle, for me, was the number one defender overnight. What happened to him? Vermaan and Arsenal, overnight, what's happened to them? So it, it's a feature of modern football. Players in the old days lost form over a period of time, and if you didn't play well for one, two, three games, you came back. Whereas now, if a player has a nightmare for one game, you just never out. see him again, and you're yeah, out, and yeah. you never see him again. I don't know what happened. That game was the Man United game, away, wasn't it? You know, that, that was the that was the game. Man City. Well, maybe. Even though we got the goal, the voice, but. the voice was a big thing. The organisation and young wisdom at right back probably wasn't getting the sort of advice and encouragement well, that some, you know. As soon as Carrick, his game, uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. As soon as Carrick came back in, all of a sudden you can hear him wherever you are in the stands, let alone on the pitch. And he was the big difference, just his voice and his organisation. Um, 
okay other stuff um, as we all do troll through the internet when we've got nothing to do at home don't we lads um, <laughs> left handed mouse and all that kind of stuff um, I come across um, a video on the internet as you do um, Digger singing rapper's delight what's that all about when was that there's a video on the internet you singing rapper's delight well, you were there with me in Ireland yesterday weren't you on one of the you know in, you did, did you do it yesterday yeah was it? Well, I was yeah. only doing my own stuff. I yeah, yeah but you were just talking about Do you know what it was? Rapid Delight. Of course it was. 12 minutes. I can't do it now. 12 minutes. You want to go on for 12 minutes? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't need to do it now. Of course Could you is. sing the whole of Rapid Delight? Absolutely. What, what else can you sing the whole way sing Loads of stuff. What do you want me to sing? Well, you just said you wouldn't sing Rapid Delight. Yeah, because there's swearing in that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jamie, um, Jamie could sing a Jamie lot of... Who? Jamie Redknapp could sing you mean, a lot. You mean he knew the words? Uh, there's a difference between rapping and knowing the words. Because you rap with feeling and heart and soul. You know the words, you can just speak them, can't you? So, do you mean Jamie could speak the words of Rapper's Delight? Yeah, but he did sound pretty good. Well, to you, obviously. Where are you from? <laughs> Baconhead. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> can't sing anything. Uh, if you have to sing one song, Dick, what, what would it be? Rapper's Delight. That would be, that's your party piece? Yeah. And the Anfield rap? Yeah. But I've, got, I've only got, like, ten words in that, isn't it? <laughs> That's all of us, isn't it? What was it like doing um, New Orders? Was that good? Yeah, it was nice. Did you, did you write that yourself, that bit? No, or was that there, written there, for you? There wasn't even supposed to be a, a rap in it because only five of us from the England team turned up to do the song. The rest of the lads just went to the pub. So <laughs> Only five of us turned up to do it. And um, the five were myself, McMahon, Peter Beersley, Gazza and Des Walker. Right. right, that's the only five we turned up. So of course Keith Allen was there in the New Order, so we're just in there messing around and there's wine and stuff. And after the song, someone went, oh, they should write a rap. So they just wrote the rap and we had a rap off. So there's Peter Beersley. He can't rap. Steve McMahon. <laughs> he can't Gaza. Rap, he can eat. Gaza. <laughs> and Des Walker and me. So me and Des had a rap off. Not to be stereotypical, but you know. And Des wasn't black, I can tell you musically, because he was useless. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the rap. If you weren't a footballer, would you have been a rapper? No. No, I wouldn't have got a break, would I? Because it you know, I don't know what it would have been. Like most of us, I don't know what would it, Well, you did a bit of graphic design, didn't you? Well, I, I went to the. Um, I worked at Cabri's when I was 16, 17, so yeah, I suppose then, I was a rapper, wasn't yeah, I? No, but, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is that because you, you, did, a, you did a graphic design course, didn't you? Biscuits. So, of course, after your graphic design course, you would have been unemployed, obviously. Are you going to sing in Dublin <laughs> and Belfast? Can I get the rapper's delight then? I'll, I'll tell you I'll what, I will, learn, I will learn a verse no, and I'll no. do it with you, okay. with heart, feeling and soul. Okay, then. I will do yeah, it. No problem. Like Eminem. Tickets are flying out, by the way. So uh, if you listen to this, don't leave it too late. If you're in Belfast and Dublin, because there's there's not many left, and and you've got obviously we've got singing involved now. Bands is going to sing, so it's not only a, a talk and a chat with the lads. It's uh, it's watching Barnsey sing. Obviously, we've got the Fantasy League too. You can get on the website five times co. Get on there, sign up soon because the season's obviously around the corner. Um, and lastly, I'd just like to, to thank the lads, Neil. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely pleasure to listen to your views. Digger, as ever, it was emotional. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Uh, thanks to Gusto, who've looked after us in coffee and um, what do they call them things there? Who's not left? Pastries. Danish. Barnsley, yeah. Oh, Barnsley. Only had one. Barnsley's finished them up. We'll send an arrest to Robbie Fowler's house because uh, he obviously needs to keep his strength up. Listen to Five Times. We'll have another podcast coming next week. Uh, I'm not too sure we were going to have on, but we'll let you know on the uh, on the website. Uh, hope you'll enjoy it. Five times is going on tour. Join John Barnes, Jan Mulby, Jason McAteer, John Aldridge and Diddy Harmon live at the Empire Belfast on the 29th of August and the Academy Dublin on the 30th of August. If you are a Liverpool fan, you will not want to miss this amazing night of cheers, cheers and loads of beers. For tickets and more information, visit www.5times.co or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Five Times Tour. Don't miss out. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.